I remember people telling me, oh, you need to screenwriters, you need to interview them. And I remember God just kind of quietly being like, I'll find the people, don't worry about that. And boy, did he, I mean, the connections that, I mean, I wouldn't have known you if it wasn't for it, you know, there's so many people that around the world that were connected through and praying for each other that just wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the way that 2020 um, came around and had pray with confidence being born in that time. It's just been incredible to see. And I know that can happen the minute that anyone decides to follow God's will. It's not a Jesse story. It's just a story of what happens when you take that leap of faith. God's going to meet you where you're at. Are you a stressed working woman striving for satisfaction in life and frustrated you aren't finding it? The Contentment Matters podcast is for you. A satisfied life can be achieved by a life surrendered to God and living a life of humility, trust, and peace while doing the plan God has for you. Let's dive into today's contentment principles for living a satisfied Christian life. Well, welcome to Contentment Matters, everybody. I have my friend uh, Jessie Sinan here with me today, and she's we're here to talk about uh, God's will. And so, Jessie, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Jessie. I'm the owner of Pray With Confidence, which is a website that helps women with focused prayer in just an increasingly distracting world. We help women overcome prayer obstacles as much as we can. And we're just honest about, you know, prayer and all the ups and downs that come with it. Uh, It's great. And I know I've enjoyed it and I've uh, um, worked with you some and in writing some articles for Pray With Confidence. And it's just been a joy to to get to know you and be a part of that whole journey that you started in 2020. (laughs) Yes. What a year. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we have you here today so you can share your story. Tell, tell us a little bit more about your story of finding God's will for your life and, and just go ahead and share what that, what that was like and how it came all about. Absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of 2020, <laughs> I think, you know, well, not, I think that's exactly when it started. It was, it was actually December 20 or 31st, December 31st, 2019. It was like, literally leading into midnight and a whole series of events happened that ended with, you know, me really ringing in the new year with God. I had, you know, I was at my in-laws and, you know, the kids were asleep. I didn't have my phone or my laptop with me and I did what you're not supposed to do. It's like, I had nothing else to do. So I was like, okay, this is my time with God when really I should have put him first, but it was just the end of what I thought was the hardest year ever. And so I just ended the year of just really praying to God and wrestling with him. Like I didn't even have my Bible with me. I had nothing with me. It was just me and God kind of um, going back and forth. And it really ended with me saying, okay, God, like 2020 is about to happen. It's a whole new decade. I'm just giving my will over completely to you. Like, obviously things did not work the way that I wanted them to do in 2019. And so actually it's really embarrassing because I remember praying this prayer, like just so 
specifically and just praying like, I don't care what happens to me in 2020. I don't care what happens to my family. I don't even care if something happens in the whole world. Like, I just want to focus on your will. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't think we can blame all of COVID on you, right? <laughs> right. I, once it happened, though, I felt so guilty. I'm like, I prayed that, but I, I know it's beyond <laughs> that. But looking back, it, I can't help but laugh. But I just was so intent on no matter what, things can't be as bad as 2019. I just want to give this all to you and see what happens. And so that was my, you know, sometimes people have a word for the year. And for me, it was a phrase. It was God's will, like no matter what God's will, if it's good times, bad times. And then almost the minute that happened, it's like everything started going right in life. It was just one that answered prayer after another. You know, my husband had a terrible job before he got a new job. It moved us a few hours north to where my parents just happened to be by pure coincidence. I found out I was pregnant. You know, I was never supposed to be pregnant. And this was the third time being pregnant. And we found out we were pregnant. You know, we found a house that was right across the street from our friends that have just been like family to us for decades. Nice. Um, Pray with confidence started. You know, I really felt God just saying, you need to try this whole blogging thing again. And even though I had terribly messed up the last time, you know, I said, okay, well, I, I promised your will. So pray with confidence launch. And it's like, everything was going great until it wasn't. Mm. It was just, it was just almost overnight where, you know, all these answered prayers that kept happening all of a sudden, you know, my son was born 11 weeks early. He ended up being in the NICU for 92 days, an hour away. Uh, my husband lost his job in the middle of it. Um, both of my parents battled health issues and my dad ended up getting like miraculously better just to three weeks, weeks later, pass away from something completely unrelated. And it's like, it, we just went on this roller coaster ride of everything going great. And then every, and it's like, there's so much going on that I almost forgot there was a pandemic. It was just like, oh, it's another thing. It's a pandemic. And I just got to the point where I remember sitting in my car and I was all alone and I started a silent prayer and it ended up with me just kind of yelling at God being like, when I said God's will, this isn't what I had in mind. Oh, yeah. And so the rest of the year and even into 2021, it was really about seeking God's will and figuring out what that meant in life. And it was quite a journey. And what, I mean, what were you doing prior to this? I mean, I think that's another part of your story, right? This is part of that. You had a different job and you quit that to do this, right? Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was actually a supervisor of we we're medical collections. And so our job was to call people that, you know, most of them had really severe diseases, cancer, things like that. And telling them, Hey, you actually owe this money on your medical bill. It was not, you know, I had great coworkers, but it wasn't, you know, a very fulfilling job. And, you know, that was kind of my first step into it. Now that you mentioned, it was kind of foreshadowing where it was going to go because I knew I couldn't do it any longer. And I was praying to God and I received a offer to be a full-time writer somewhere. And I was like, this is it. Like, I'm actually going to be a writer. And I gave my two weeks notice and I kid you not, like I, walked out of the building on the last day of my two weeks. And I got through text message, the woman being like, this actually isn't going to work out. 
And so I couldn't go back to my old job, but I couldn't have that job. And I knew that God had put this blogging thing as part of his will because I didn't know what a blog was. So when I heard it in prayer, I'm like, let me just go ahead and Google what that even is. (laughs) So I knew, yeah, exactly. I guess that's how most people get started with blogs, right? Like what is a blog? (laughs) And um, so that's how I launched into it. And the first blog was, I I guess it wasn't a fail because God has purpose and everything, Um, but it just did not go the way as planned. And so I did social media management for a while and just felt that tug of God. It just, you know, I was actually asking a few of you, you know, writer friends a few days ago, like, how do you hear God's will? And um, one of you said, it's just when, like, when you can't let go of something, if it keeps nudging you and that blog thing just kept nudging and it didn't make any sense. And I feel like if it doesn't make sense, then usually it's part of stepping out in faith. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So what advice would you give someone trying to seek out God's specific will for them? That's an excellent question because I think we go about it so many different ways. I, I think to really put it in two different ways, I guess I almost have two different answers. Um, one is I really had to make a transformation of, you know, how can God fix this? Like whatever this problem is, you know, when you're trying to seek God's will, there's always going to be something that comes up. Right. And I really had to have this shift from how can God fix me or fix this to more of an excitement of, okay, God, like, how will you use me? Or how will you use this situation? Mm -hmm. And if we have that focus of God's will, just, you know, going through us, then you slowly make this shift of you wake up, you know, there's no way we wake up knowing what the day will bring, but okay, God, how are you going to use me today? And what is that going to look like? But in an exciting way, not in a nervous way. Um, And I I really think the other thing, and I guess it ties into it a bit, but not waiting for God to give you something for you to start. Um, I think there's so many times where I would pray and I would be like, you know, kind of with that first thing, like, God, once you line up a job, you know, I'll go ahead and do this. And I was always waiting for something to do God's step and it was actually the other day I, I'm actually in seminary too. And I'm, we're doing work on judges um, in the old Testament and mm. the most random verse stuck out to me. And it, it's so silly that it stuck out, but in judges, they're going through these different leaders and their stories. And this poor leader gets only two sentences in the Bible and his name's Shamgar. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. And it says that with an ox goad, he defeated 600 people. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, what is an ox goad? So I Google it up and it's some weird device that helped with like the oxen, like trying to get the oxen to move. And it was almost like, well, this story is even better than David and Goliath. Like, you know, not that one story is better than the other in the Bible, but this guy took this useless piece of equipment and defeated 600 people and didn't wait for God to give him something better. He just used that. And it just reminded me of if God has a will, we don't need certain equipment to get that 
stuff done. Like God's going to take care of that. It's just something I really had to tackle. Yeah, no, I like that. You know, I know we were talking a little bit about how, you know, you stepped into doing God's will and there were some days that were very hard and hard days came. And, um, you know, today I was, I was telling you before we get started that I, um, in working at a job that I believe God has me there for a reason that it's his will that I'm there. And the day just kind of ended up being kind of a, uh, not a nice day at the end of the day. Right. And so I just was like, Oh God, is this, are you sure this is where you want me to be? And I'm like, man, this is just hard. And I, and I just got me thinking that, you know, doing God's will doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's going to be days when it's going to be hard and downright frustrating. And you want to cry, which actually I confess I did have a few tears and it was just like, you know, okay, you know, what can I, what can I do? You know, if I'm having a hard day like that, you know, what do you do with that? I mean, what, what is your go-to when you're like, oh man, this is really hard. And should I keep doing this? It's funny that you say the last part because the way that I'm easily attacked is with questioning. Like if I'm struggling, all of a sudden I'll get these like just confusing thoughts flooding in. Like, am I supposed to do this? Am I actually hearing God, you know, with this? And I still struggle with that. Like I talked to you just what a day and a half ago, like, how do I know if I can truly hear God? Because when it's almost like when something amazing is about to happen, when God's about to show up in a big way, there's always like this one last push beforehand. And so I feel that one of the biggest things is that, you know, if it's easy, it's probably not God's will. There's just so many Bible stories that we can pull out where, I mean, poor Moses was like, you know, politely declined multiple times to God. Jonah ran away and got stuck inside a big fish. Like there's just so (laughs) many stories of when we're, you know, people in the Bible were like, you know, God, I'm good. Thanks. Because this really isn't part of my plan. This isn't easy. And Mm -hmm. so if it's part of your plan and if it's easy, unfortunately, it's most likely not God's will. And so for me, I really try to go to those Bible stories and just sink into them, just like a reminder of, okay, you know, I'm probably doing the right thing, even though it's hard and that will get me to another day and one day at a time type of philosophy, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, the thing I was sharing with you too was I was like, okay, what, you know, what Bible verse came to my mind, um, you know, that we had in Bible study last night in my women's Bible study that I facilitate. And, you know, it was uh, Philippians 4, 8 and about, you know, whatever is noble, right, pure and lovely, think on these things. And, mm-hmm. and right now, you know, that, that didn't seem like a very lovely thing to go through, right? No, <laughs> so, no, it was not a lovely thing. You were saying that there were opportunities for not necessarily improvement, but opportunities that were coming up that you could see that even in this messy situation or this hard, hard thing that you were going through is with a struggle with God's will, you were finding that there was things that were coming out of that, that were very, um, encouraging or satisfying, or, you know, tell me about any of those that you can think of right off the top of your head that you, um, you know, that come to mind that you were like, oh man, this is, 
terrible or awful. And, and then this thing happened, right? Oh gosh, there's so many of them. There's so many. There's a Bible verse that I'm going to completely pull out. So I'm probably misquoting it. And I apologize, but it's Genesis uh, 50, 20. And it's basically God saying, whatever is going to be used for evil, I'm going to use it for good. And it's just such a reminder that, no, God doesn't want these things to happen to you. Like, you know, we could have a whole theological discussion of it if God planned, you know, all these things that were going to happen for me in 2020 and 2021, but that's not the point. The point is that God took all of these things and each single one of them turned them into good. You know, with having my son in the NICU, I mean, he was an hour away we had to travel back and forth. You know, we were homeschooling because it was a pandemic and it just seemed like nothing was working the way it was supposed to. And in that time, you know, I got to just hold him for so long and I would be planning out things for pray with confidence. It gave time that I didn't know that I had, and I probably wouldn't have had if I was at home with my kids. And, you know, instead it was just this peaceful time. And I remember connecting with someone about something completely different. And she was actually in the middle of uh, her name's Jessica. She's incredible. And she started this praying through ministries where, you know, praying for kids in the NICU and just being able to see that ministry start at the same time and to be able to be praying along with them. It was just incredible. And, you know, I think every single part of the way, there was for every bad thing, you know, God showed up in new ways and with pray with confidence, it was just one of those things where I'm like, you kept pushing the blog thing, God. And now this is the year we're going to do this. And, you know, the blog was never going to be me. It was going to be, you know, Christian writers from all around the world. That was the the purpose was created diversity in it. And, I remember people telling me, oh, you need to screenwriters, you need to interview them. And I remember God just kind of quietly being like, I'll find the people, don't worry about that. And boy, did he, I mean, the connections that, I mean, I wouldn't have known you if it wasn't for it, you know, there's so many people that around the world that were connected through and praying for each other that just wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the way that 2020 um, came around and pray with confidence being born in that time. It's just been incredible to see. And I know that can happen the minute that anyone decides to follow God's will. It's not a Jesse story. It's just a story of what happens when you take that leap of faith. God's going to meet you where you're at. Yeah. And I mean, in my story too, just even how many things happened with my job change, um, with my previous previous work and starting my blog. And then, you know, now it's, you know, I've written a book and gotten to this podcast too. I mean, there's just so many neat things, how God has lined things up. And I can, I agree with you hundred percent. It's just, you know, anytime where you're like, oh, wow, I don't know how this is going to work. And God, I'd, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right, or I'm failing at this. And then all of a sudden things just happen. And it, it, it can't be anything that we're doing. It's, it's things that he is doing and he's got them all orchestrated and lined up. And some of it is preparing us, right? Preparing our hearts and making sure that we're ready to be able to do it. And um, yeah, there's times I was like, okay, am I still supposed to be doing this? Because it feels like nothing's happening, you know? And really it was, God was going, uh, Cindy, you're not quite ready yet. (laughs) There's a few things I need to have you learn, right? You know? That's so so true. (laughs) 
Oh, so, um, so how have you found contentment in knowing God's will for your life? If I'm going to be incredibly honest here, I think that I have found contentment in actually not a hundred percent knowing God's will for my life. It's like, I spent this whole amount of time thinking that it was going to be one big thing, right? Like I'm going to be a writer and write a book, or I'm going to do this. Like it, I thought that God's will was going to fit in a nice little Jesse box. And (laughs) I think that, you know, God's will is so much bigger than us. It's like, we're all intertwined together. And, you know, when I step out in faith, that might affect someone else's life. They might step out in faith and it has the domino, well, not the domino effect. We all get up instead of go down. But I think that it was the biggest struggle for me was really like the, I just spent too much time questioning, okay, God, what do you want the will to be? Like, what do you want me to do? What do you want about this? Instead of just waking up and being like, I'm excited for whatever's next. And I'm okay. Not knowing, you know, we, there's that Bible verse of, you know, you, you know, God, like you're a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I just want it to be like a huge old flashlight, not a lamp, a lamp. You can only see what's around you. You can't see the whole thing. And that's frustrating for us planners. Mm -hmm. Yep. To only see just the one step in front of you. It is hard. I mean, it is, I like to see, you know, what's the goal we're trying to get to. What are the, you know, the goalposts that are all along the way, the the steps that you're trying to get there. And instead, nope, here's the first step. I want you to know, you don't need to know anything else. Here's that step. I'll mess it up if I know anything else. (laughs) I know. And that's the thing, you know, he, he knows that if we, he gives us too much information, we'd be like, Oh, nope, I'm out. (laughs) I, I can't do that. Are you kidding me? You want me to start a podcast? What? You want me to write a book? You want me to do? <laughs> it's like the teacher that gives you the, like the answers to the test ahead of time. It's like, you'll go and you'll only, or the questions ahead of time. You'll only go and study those parts where it's like, God wants you to be prepared for more than that. And it's would be too overwhelming if we knew it right. all. <laughs> so do you think uh, his specific will can change? So like, you know, you've got this will that you believe what it is and if his, can his specific will change? And then if so, how does that affect you? If it, you know, if it does change you or anybody else, right? That's a really good question. I, you know, I take that question and there's so many different points that we can come from, you know, in the Bible to state, okay, God's will can change or God's will can't change again. I mean, that's a huge theological discussion, I think it really boils down to one of my, probably my all-time favorite verse. We all have like a life verse and mine is Acts 20, 24. And it basically says, you know, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that God gave me, you know, testifying the good news of God's grace. And it's just, we're here for one reason, you know, we're here to just share God's grace with people and teach people about God and just his miraculous love that we can never fully comprehend. And so I think that it's okay not knowing the answer to that. You know, his will might change, it might not, and I can see both sides, but it's not for me to know. 
It doesn't change how I respond to life, whether I know that or not. It's taking a day at a time. You know, his mercies are new every day and we can thank God for that and then show up and be ready with the armor, God and all just ready for whatever the day brings. Yeah, no, that's, I, I mean, you were saying that and I just had chills go down my spine about the verse because I mean, that's, I mean, that's really one of our main purposes is why we are here on this earth, you know, is right. to share the love of Jesus with those who don't know it. I mean, we don't know who will potentially accept or, or reject God, but we still have, we still have that, um, you know, goal of what we're supposed to do every day. I mean, that's that great, great, um, commission that Jesus talked about that he gave the disciples, you know, before he left the earth. Right. And, ascended and it can be, it can be such a struggle too, because, you know, I've said this to people before we really, have no idea how many lives we touch until we get to heaven. And we might not even find out in heaven, who knows? But I mean, we go around this life and we just try to live as Jesus. And we, you know, most people don't go back and say, oh, hey, like you really helped me out at this point. Right. And it's just very rare for us to do as people. And so I think we, you know, when we're talking about being content, part of being content with God's will is knowing that in our lifetime, we probably won't know the, you know, ripple effect that it has. And, yeah. you know, it takes a daily challenge to be content, not knowing the bigger picture of it. So today, you know, we've been talking about the contentment principle of God's will. What about knowing God's will for you has helped you be satisfied with God's plan for your life? I think that really being satisfied with the day by day. Mm. I think that I am just such a planner and I like to set goals and, you know, try to achieve those goals. And it's hard for me when God's will throws that off track. And so for me, I literally have to remind myself daily that that to-do list, that goal sheet, whatever it is, it belongs to God. And Putting God first means putting him in charge of that list. And if that does change, really having to go through it. And it's where I can't stress, you know, community enough, whether it's listening to podcasts like this, whether it's, you know, finding a group of women, you know, to talk to and pray with. There's just the more you reach out to people, the more God is able to just give reminders of staying on track. Mm. That is good. I don't know how many times, I mean, I'm like, I, I have to, I have my list and I have to check it off and right. I, I get upset if, if my list doesn't get done or I'll add something to the list just to cross it off and say, I did right, it. Right. Now I can cross that off too. Right. Yeah. I know. Isn't that sad that we do that? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's um, yeah. There are things that he's going to bring up and give to us that we really did not expect. And that, um, we are not, um, they're not on our list and we have to go, but, uh, but God, this, this is the list over here. And it's like, okay, who am I, <laughs> who am I as the pot telling the potter, you know, right. oh, I want a rounded, you know, <laughs> you know, a, a rounded handle to go on, on this side and not the other side. Right. You know, it's, it's, we need to, it goes back to that surrendering and submitting to his will versus, our own. Right. And, and it's a process too. Like there's no one 
overnight that all of a sudden is able to give a hundred percent. Like it's a journey. And, you know, I learn all the time. There's like, it takes three weeks to develop a habit and things like that. Like that doesn't change with prayer. That doesn't change with God's will. Like we have to really give ourselves grace in the process. You know, none of this happens overnight. Yeah, definitely. So Jesse, is there anything that um, you still want to share with us? Anything extra that I didn't ask or thoughts that were still in your heart or your mind you wanted to share? I think we, we got most of it. I think the biggest thing that I can just push is really about relying on God's strength in all of this, you know, for the longest time, one of my favorite Bible verses was the one about, about how, you know, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. And it wasn't until I dived into that verse more that it's all about being content with what God has done. And I think I just missed that part in Sunday school. Like we just kind of skipped over that whole contentment part. And it really hit me that it's not, you know, it's a supernatural strength, but it's a supernatural strength about being content with God, what God's will is. And if you're going to do God's will and you're going to step out in faith, you gotta be content with the process. I think that, you know, before when we talked about, you know, the, in 2018, when I left my job, you know, you brought it up and I almost forgot about it because I was so focused on 2020. And it just reminded me that I was miserable when it happened and mm. it could have just been such an amazing adventure, but I never found the contentment in that part of my life. It mm. was just this struggle from my end. But then when I said, okay, I'm going to give my will completely over to you that's when everything changed. And so it's like the chicken and the egg. I don't know if contentment comes first or God's will comes first or, you know, vice versa. But I think that they both just absolutely have to go together. They just can't be apart from each other. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the, um, kind of when my whole job change happened, I mean, before that I was, I mean, there was things I really liked about my job really. And so it was really a hard struggle at first, but I mean, it was, it was hard when that whole change happened, but then after it happened, there was just such peace because it was like all that muck and that messiness that it was, I was not content with was gone. Right. And so then I had this, I had to deal with some of the pain and the anger and stuff, but yet I knew because I was like giving it all to God and saying, okay, if this writing thing is what you want me to do, then there was so such peace in that as well. And contentment that, you know, I surrendered what I thought was, you know, the great thing that I was doing in life. Right. But it was really Cindy's plan, not God's plan. Right. And so um, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying there too. It's really, once you surrender, um, what you think your plan is and doing what God's desires are for you, then, then that contentment comes because you're doing what he wants, as opposed to trying to fight and substitute, um, you know, your self will into it all. Okay. Um, and I just, you know, that reminds me, um, one of the Bible verses that we were studying the other night. And I don't remember exactly. I think it was about practicing righteousness and the man of lawlessness is not 
is does not know God. And it's to that effect. It's in first John uh, chapter three, but we had to look up the word lawlessness in the vines dictionary. And the thought that, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're going against the flow and what's God's will. And the last part of that definition talked about, and hopefully I'm remembering it right, (laughs) but it was, you know, you are substituting God's will with the substitution of self. You're changing. Yeah, it was actually, I was like, oh, this is really good. And I should have written it down before we started talking. But um, yeah. I love that. But when you yeah, when you really think about it, we are trying to be in charge and put it our will in place of what he really has, what's the best for us. And sometimes it's hard to see that, you know, and and then once you're in it, you're like, are you sure I'm still supposed to be here? Like I was experiencing today, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely contentment once you've decided to, to take that step and surrender what is your will and put it, um, put your, your trust in God's plan for you. I love how you connected peace with that, because I think that sometimes we hear contentment and we're like, okay, I need to be happy about everything. And if you're following God's will, like what what you said, like some days are going to be really hard and some days we're going to be like, that wasn't lovely, God. And I I just love how you connect all those things, because I think when we're saying make sure you're content in this, it's really like make sure every part of it is worth it following God's will. You won't be happy every single moment, but you can be content. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Jesse. This has been so much fun hanging out with you. you. I know I enjoy spending time with you. Uh, but where can our lis- listeners connect with you online? Well, thank you for having me. I think the best, I mean, the two best ways to connect with us, you know, we're at praywithconfidence.com and everything on that first page shows all the free things we like to give out. You know, we have a ebook about how to become focused in prayer. We actually send out daily prayer. With, with little devotionals with it. And then the next place that we're the most active is Facebook. If we're just pray with confidence on Facebook and we love interacting with people, but if people want to grab the free book of how to be focused in prayer, you know, our email community is where we thrive the most. I try my best to answer every email personally, and it's just an amazing way to connect about prayer. So we're, we're always excited to have new people join our community. Great. That's great. And I'm, I'm glad to hear um, all those opportunities and how well they go um, along with the ministry and the freebies that you offer. That's great too. Hopefully um, our listeners will um, go check that out and I will put, you know, those links in uh, the show notes as well so that people can, can find you and connect with you. I wanted to jump in here and provide a few more comments after my conversation with Jesse. For a couple of days, I pondered what I wanted to say, and after having church today and also having our connection group afterwards, there were some comments that we had in our discussion that I just were very um, helpful and kind of just went along exactly with what some of the conversation we talked about. And so for Mark uh, chapter 1, 16 through 18, passing along the side of Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. 
You know, the disciples who are being called by Jesus at this point, they just dropped everything to follow Jesus. They just did it. And um, sometimes, so many times we um, hesitate, you know, we think about it, we pray about it, um, whatever the case is, but Jesus is calling us to different things and different degrees. And it could be that it's a mission field far away from our home, or it could be uh, right where we're at in our work, in our, even in our home or in our neighborhood. The point is, is we need to follow his lead and respond in obedience. God will use us wherever he has us and he will provide everything else we need. I hope you enjoyed this discussion with Jesse. Blessings to you all. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Contentment Matters. Is your occupation of significance to you? Are you striving to be the best and you are stressed beyond capacity? Does your daily work give you the satisfaction you desire? Searching for contentment in what you do and gaining worldly accolades won't bring you the dissatisfaction you desire. Contentment is found only in the desires that God has waiting for you. But taking control, pride, unbelief, and impatience can derail you from his best plans. You will find contentment in God's plan and are able to rejoice in your work when these obstructions are replaced with surrender, humility, trust, and patient waiting. Check out my devotional, Rejoice in Your Work. It's a 44-day devotional for finding contentment in God's plan for your work. It can be purchased on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Googling it, I found it on bookshop.org, wordery.com, and ebay.com. You can live the satisfied Christian life you desire when your entire focus is on God and the plan He has for you. He loves you and considers you a precious gift. Remember, your contentment matters because you matter.